666 Radio Hell. This is Hellcast, and I am Reaper, your host. Today's show, just like every show, is sponsored by Hellsheadbangers.com. When you need metal, go to hell. And when you're there, check out the Hellcast playlist at Hellsheadbangers.com slash Hellcast. Everything played on the show has a corresponding link there, so you can find it and you can grab it if you hear anything that you like, and keep your support going for the show. That way we can keep it running. You know, it's an interesting time because it seems not only is there a, a lot of new music coming out, but there is a lot of old stuff being reissued and not so much like classic stuff, although that's been happening a lot, especially being, you know, reissued on LPs, whether it be like special edition versions or really just coming out in the first time. But I'm more so talking about kind of more obscure stuff, especially stuff that like was only available on demo tapes or just if it was an album, maybe even a tape period. And uh, for me, that's kind of been a lot of the stuff that has been new to me and what's been a kind of attracting me. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely been a lot of newer bands that I've stumbled across, but there's a lot of old stuff, and I think especially with the abundance of old stuff being reissued, I'm obviously not the only person that's attracted to this old stuff. And one of the bands that I just kind of stumbled across recently was the band Hydrovane, and it was definitely new, new to me, and that was their album Rather Death Than False of Faith, which was reissued on CD and on LP. Um, I picked up the CD. I definitely have to note the fact, though, that if we had a segment of shitty album covers, this would definitely be on the list. I have no idea what that is on the cover, and when I say shitty, I don't exactly mean that the artist can't draw. Just the fact that it's just like, it looks ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but in a sense, that's kind of a standout, and just if Infernal Majesty's None Shall Defy taught us anything... That is, it's still reinforcing the golden rule that don't judge a book by its cover. But if you would like to judge the cover, you could do so yourself on the internet. But right now, judge for yourself the music. Here's Hydravane with the Harlequin.
your spastic colon record is scratched. Oh, fuck. I just paid like 300 bucks for that on eBay. What do you do now? Just play on bad.
Acid Witch doing a cover of Sorcery's I'm Back off their latest release on Hell's Headbangers Midnight Movies. I gotta say, I'm a little surprised, though, that they did do an all-covers EP and the covers that they did choose because it is kind of a different direction, and for me, it kind of took me by surprise. You know, I was expecting to go on Metal Archives and see kind of a bunch of haters. Not that I'm, like, listening to that and you know, thinking that sucks ass. You know, whenever a band kind of does that, it takes a gamble, that is, by maybe not so much a gamble, but, you know, goes outside and throws people, at least me, a curveball and does something a little bit unexpected like that, like covering rock, hard rock, heavy metal covers. That's definitely opening itself up to some criticism. And uh, so far, so good. No one's been tearing it apart. And that's kind of cool because, you know, it is cool when bands do throw you a curveball and do try different things. Uh, you know, there's definitely been, and as kind of divulged on the show before, bands that, you know, they choose some covers and it's like, oh, God, what the fuck were you thinking? But uh, I think this, you know, they, these turned out and they, they worked out well, so that's pretty cool. And I give them props for really just being like, fuck it, we're going to go ahead and do whatever we want. There was even a thought process to it, so... Up until recent, it has been kind of a problem keeping correspondence very radio-like since obviously a podcast is pre-recorded and this is no exception to that. So I've introduced, though, and come up with a workaround with that and utilizing technology as you would to listen to the show, why not utilize it to correspond with the show outside of the fact of an email and my horrendous reading of your message? I figured, why don't you grab your smartphone and make a video of yourself if you want to chime in with anything. Whether you got a question for me or if you just want to chime in with a great topic idea, just take a video of yourself a- asking that question or bringing up that topic, post it on our Facebook, facebook.com slash Hellcast Metal Podcast, or email it to me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Sparing the listening audience of anything potentially just fucking stupid and not worth airtime, I'll get to your question on the show or whatever the hell it may be that you want to chime in with. But in the meantime, we're going to have to keep it the old way, reading the emails. Ronald writes, I would like to hear your top 10 favorite bands of all time. I don't know if that was exactly the best question to open things up with. But... Whether I have made a notable quote for myself, I've definitely said it before and I'll say it again and not exactly to sound cool, but just to be blatantly honest, I don't like bands, I like albums. And I say that because honestly, I I try to think about it, I can't think of a band that I like every release. So I think it would be safe to say that I don't exactly entirely like that band, I like albums. And I mean, the closest thing that would probably come to a my a favorite band then be, would be the helicopters, but that isn't exactly metal and I guess metal related due to the personnel involved in, in the band. Well, what is it about them? Because I do actually like everything that they've done and they've definitely kind of done different stuff that from being kind of punk and then got more poppy throughout uh, time. And I kind of wonder if that's just because of the fact that it is a style of music that I don't otherwise seek out. Like, I'm not looking around for, you know, independent pop bands. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, shitty, like, Justin Bieber or whatever the fuck would apply as pop. But, you know, the the stuff that would is is more a borderline rock and it just has a more upbeat edge to not just be full-on old-school rock and roll for those of you that don't exactly know what the helicopter sounds like. But... 
I wonder if that does kind of go to the fact that I don't listen to that kind of style of music as much as I would metal. You know, I, I listen to virtually every genre of metal, and while I'm more partial to thrash or death metal and even heavy metal more so these days, you know, I do like my fair share of some black metal and stuff. So I, I don't know if it's because I have, like, just not so finely tuned ear or just picky ear because I've heard, you know, a zillion bands to where then you become more selective, you know, when you're a kid. And for me and probably most people, um, you know, I wasn't exactly as picky. You know, there was definitely things that I was like, oh, God, I don't even want to admit to ever liking that. But that was because it was a kid and there was just kind of, you weren't, I would like to say, as selective or just fucking dumb and stupid. But that that would just be because probably I didn't know and have this grand opinion because you've heard every freaking thrash band under the sun. So, you know, as long as it was fast and heavy, it was just kind of exciting to check out. And I almost wonder if that's probably what has to do with it. But needless to say, I, yeah, I don't exactly, can't really pinpoint 10 top bands because, like, I'll just give some examples of albums that I definitely love and would put in my you know, Secluded Island or my top 10 albums, I, I, I suppose, um, or at least at one time there would have been, as I mentioned earlier, Infernal Majesty, None Shall Defy, uh, Creator, Pleasure to Kill, uh, Desultory, Into Eternity. And, you know, as I go through this list, though, it's not, I don't like every album by all these bands. Like, I mean, Desultory swallowed the snake. I mean, count me out. That definitely did swallow some serious snake on that one. And I don't think we're talking about the same snake that was depicted on the cover of the album. And, uh, you know, you creator, forget it. They fuck, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing other than Millet sound like Gonzo these days. And it was even more questionable in the 90s. So that that's kind of what I mean by that. So to answer that question, I don't really have any favorite bands. Jason wrote, Overkill is touring with Symphony X. Why? What's next? Exodus heading out on a summer trek with Dream Theater? <laughs> I don't even know how to open that one with other than, who really cares? I mean, a band like Overkill or fuck, Exodus, they don't give a flying fuck. It's all about, it's all like, like where the political world's going anymore and that's just like to bring everything together a worldwide economy it's just a fucking worldwide economy of music metal or heavy music hell i don't even think people even care about that anymore and you know the, I, I i totally see where jason's coming from to be kind of like what the fuck where would someone would be even annoyed by that especially if you kind of still like the bands which i've pretty much given up on uh both a while ago even though Overkill definitely outweighs what X has been doing. But it's just kind of like, dude, they don't really have that integrity of what metalheads are kind of looking for in a band. And that's like, to me, metal is definitely one of the few genres of music that the fans, I think, relate to it more to where they, 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 they have a personal connection to it. Like you almost you own it, you know, whether you're in your room or you're at a show with it, listening to the music, there's a connection to it. And, you know, especially in your youthful years, and, and me, I'm definitely guilty of it, you kind of like look through liner, liner notes or even at the lyrics or interviews and, and who these members were to kind of get you through bullshit in your life or just try and even relate to it that much more than just the music was. So I, I could see where it's like, fuck, they're a, a torn with like these shitty bands where it could be like, you know, you're hitting a nerve. But these are two bands that they've just been, 
They've been on that trek for a long time, just trying to build upon what their success and make it greater and greater. Because let's face it, this is a job to them. These guys are getting older. What the fuck do you expect them to do when their stock runs out and no one gives a shit about their music, which is potentially their risk because they are bigger bands and relying on merchandise and touring sales. It's where an underground band, they're just fucked to begin with. So it's a, you know to have the downloading industry or the ever flow, or ever-changing music industry as it is and definitely doing on a more mainstream basis these guys probably, you know, more concerned. So their money is in touring. So where are they going to go? They're not going to be playing and relying on their name if it's not big enough. It's, and, you know, a band, some bands can, but they obviously deem it not possible. So they're going to go with bigger bands and try to diversify that crowd. I mean, frankly, I could be, I would be raising my eyebrow a little bit less to this scenario with Symphony, Symphony X or fuck even dream theater because at least it's like you know i don't know so much of uh, symphony x's music but dream theater i mean i don't like it but the music is actually at least talented music and you know these are good players and i could kind of see where you know at least there's definitely some respect to that choice in bands as opposed if they were going on on tour with freaking i don't know limp bizkit or whatever the hell bullshit that's around now or half the shit that we've ripped on before so while I understand why it would strike a nerve, it's just kind of like, dude, they got those guys threw in that concern and really the passion driven. While they may actually like what they're creating and definitely gauging the quality of their music by, do we like this and want to put our name on it? Potentially, yes, still doing that. But for the, at the end of the day, they're still got a contract, they still got to make records, and they still got to fucking support their habit and. Either in their late 40s, early 50s, hell, I don't think I don't think anyone in Overkill is getting close to 60, 60. But they're definitely closer to 60 than they are fucking 30. And so, with that being said, they're more concerned about retiring, and they're gonna do whatever the, whatever the fuck it's gonna mean. And if it means, hey, we're gonna tour with some shitty bands, they don't give a fuck, and they're gonna do it anyway. Adam was asking, when is Hell's Bells making a return? <laughs> Hell's Bells isn't exactly voluntarily just to have on the show as I would love for him to be. And honestly, it was funny because when I saw this message for the first time, hell, I was like, man, Hell's Bells hasn't been back since the last time I, we played as, uh, the segment on the show, and that was like around Christmas time. But ironically enough, I read that message, and bam, Hell's Bells was there that day. And tried to record another fucking just, you know, fucking with him. I, uh... I brought up what he thought about the fact that their Hollywood was going to make a movie out of uh, Euronymous, the story of Euronymous and the Burzum and the, you know his death and all that black metal shit. To which that fucking idiot, he just had a blank reply as as he would, you know, just like ah, like Hollywood wouldn't touch that story, and it's like, well, no, they are. He's like, ah, it just boggles my mind. But unfortunately, the the shitty ass cell phones that I'm encouraging people to use, uh, they didn't work out for me on that uh, again, and uh, I lost the conversation. But honestly, other than the uh, Euronymous conversation that I'm kind of forgetting because it was pretty uneventful, honestly. I mean, he didn't call out the bullshit, and he did look at me like I was a dumb fuck. He's he's kind of come to like it's like what the fuck? Where the where where's the hell's bells that I remember that that that's made that made the radio waves, man. It's been making the Hellcast fans light up and and love this idiot for being the fucking jackass he is. Like 
he didn't exactly wise up and figure out where uh, Brazil and, and that, that Brazil and England are nowhere near close to one another. But he just kind of like became quiet. So I don't know. Hopefully it was just a phase that he's going through and then that the next time he comes back. Because I'll still fuck with him and, you know, I've got more problems than his persona. And that's definitely fucking equipment. But hopefully next time and be able to record it and get some good material out of the guy. But yeah, he's definitely been a little bit more bashful these days, which is kind of a bummer. When you have finished your video with your question or topic, you have another email to send because we got a CD giveaway, Unfathom of Abyss, Arisen Upon a Bolivian, Symphonic Black Metal with Kevin Talley, Misery Index, Suffocation Fame, as a session drummer for the album, mastered by the guy who mastered for Emperor. Here we are plugging it, giving it a play, and giving it away to the first six people to email unfathomed to hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. It has returned, and it has grown. Hell's Headbash Part 2, the Hell's Headbangers 15-year anniversary festival. This Labor Day weekend, Friday, September 4th through Sunday, September 6th at the world-famous Cleveland Agora, featuring Midnight, Inquisition, Acid Witch, Death Hammer, Ropanatica, and for their first American appearances, Satanic Warmaster and Destructor. Plus, October 31, Archgo, High Spirits, Bone Hunter, Bats, Abysmal Lord, Cemetery Lust, Prosanctus and Fury, The Lurking Corpses, Perdition Temple, Deofago, Deceased, Sacral Curse, Evil Army, Blood Feast, Haunting Presence, Cyanide, Helvetron, Black Witchery, Nile Babelis, Shitfucker, Grave Worm, Demonic Christ, Evangelist, Nocturnal Blood, Exul, Manicor, Embalmer. Tickets on sale now at hellsheadbash.com. Can $3 insurance really protect your order worldwide? Does David Vincent wear a bad cowboy hat? Um, well, there's nothing. I don't have anything to, to discuss with you right now. Stay tuned, as I'm sure you will. Hell said bangers. $3 could protect your order from that prick mailman. It's the Hell's Headbangers clearance sale. For a limited time only, CDs and tapes as low as $3.33. LPs as low as $6.66. Heavy metal to black metal, even you can find some shit. Go to Hell's Headbangers and click sale. Going on now. On select titles only. Prices do not include shipping. See Hell's Headbangers for details. From the HHR Studios, you are listening to Hellcast. Getting back to our playlist, here is Destructor with Immaculate Deception off their latest album, Opprobrium, which is available now on CD and soon to follow the LP and the cassette releases.
That was Necromutilator with Wounds After the Nightmare. Your discount code for this week is NECRO666, N-E-C-R-O-666, and put that into the discount code when you're placing your next order at Hell's Headbangers, and you will save a 5% off your order. Getting back to some music, here's Executioner with Your Life is Over. News tonight with Brittany Siskorsik. Reunited. Looks like Disturbed is back from hiatus <laughs> four years later, and it looks like it's about time. Right off the bat with Disturbed. <laughs> really. On a site, rather, that would they would talk about Vader and like Carcass or something, and then they would bring up Disturbed. It's one of those right kind of news sites. It, yes. Oh my God. Why would anyone even care? What are I, they doing? <laughs> I. It looks like they're back from hiatus. So. Oh God! I didn't. I didn't even know they were gone. Huge fans that I'm, were just waiting for more music from them. Oh, I'm. I'm very excited. I. I just can't wait. This new study proves that listening to metal makes you calmer, according to this new study. What do they got? What do you mean? That's what it says. That's it. One of the comments on the article is. I listen to Beyond Creation and Slipknot when I'm at work. The only thing that gets me through the day without ripping someone's head off. See, that wouldn't get me through. That would make that day where I want to rip someone's head off even more. But I've been there, too. I've experienced that. It's not a a delightful experience by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) 
Like that music is just so fucking bad. I Who's mean, excited about this? Like, like this is a metal website. What website is this? This is Metal Injection. Metal Injection. Killing art. Exploring old school death metal album covers, they such would. as Pestilence, Suffocation. See, that's what I'm talking about. Gorguts. Like, I don't want that Slipknot douche, you know, thinking he likes the same kind of music as me. And what about him? They're just featuring it on here like this. Uh, this is really cool for people that don't know. There, there's these death metal album covers that you guys should really see. Like, check these out. You know, who doesn't know that? That like thinks that they're in the metal though. What's some, what's more exciting news we got going on? I want my injection of metal. All right, I got. I need my fix. I got Bon Jovi's Runaway. What? <laughs> gets the death metal cover it deserves. Oh my God! From Grave this one Worm. in a great place. Who? From Grave Worm? The other, hey, Kevin, <laughs> the other Grave Worm. I actually have never even listened to that one. Bon Jovi's Runaway gets the death metal cover it deserves from Grave Worm. It deserves. I, there's a live clip for that, and I, I really wanted to see people fucking throwing eggs and, and you, you know, shit, bags of shit. Twisted Sister got throwing shit at, and they were playing good music, and these fucking people are going to play that live? And they're, they're not going to be have bags of shit thrown at them? All right, here we go. Um, Napalm Death to support Faith No More for what? a few shows. How the fuck do you go from Napalm Death to You got it all, but you can have it. They How do you go from scum to that? You hear more and more bands doing stupid shit like this. Like, didn't Cannibal Corpse tour with Corn or they're going to oh, or something? God. It's like, what is this that shit? That is what this- would turn me off to the new like Cannibal Corpse and stuff, and I've listened to them for a long time. Anytime I hear stuff like that, it just makes me more turned off to it to the point of it's just like wow i don't even want to know what that crowd is like right yeah i know and that totally i'm from the douchier side of things they would come back and be like well it's no different than in the 90s that uh speech on television like this is what's wrong with america's where we have bands like Cannibal Corpse and like they really cherish that and like I could see like that being cool and like yeah. wow that's some cool exposure because we want to dominate the world but they wanted to dominate the world and like you know kick its ass where this it's like they just want to be big with these shitty bands and 
you know, bring these two crowds that I don't want to be around, you know? Like, th- this was a band that I would listen to at an age that it's like, I wanted to get away from these fucking jackasses, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't want you bringing them together. Like, I don't understand the world dominance part, but you can dominate it in a better way, Mr. Webster. Right. Uh, it just fucking pisses me off. Like, I don't want to meet this generation that's going on Metal Injection going, yes, Korn's got a new album. Fuck yeah, uh, Disturbed's back together from a hiatus. Yes, I'm going to go see Cannibal Corpse live. Like, you know, I don't want to meet that kid. Right. Because I've met people close to that, and I didn't like them. (laughs) (laughs) I I really don't blame you on that one. (laughs) Entombed AD, they were on tour with DSI before things went pretty south, and the band got pulled off the tour. Instead of going back home and just sitting around waiting for the next tour opportunity, the group has immediately taken to making new music. We're not going to sit around. We're going to go back to the studio and give you another album that will put you right to sleep. New study proves that metal fans are the least likely to cheat on their significant other. What? Survey says, we're good people. Go us. Who the fuck listening to metal even gives a shit? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was really Like, who would be that douchey to be like, well, you know what, dear? I'm a metalhead, and I'm, like, supposed <laughs> to be more committed. You know, there's a study. That guy's a total jabroni. If- there you go. Good word. It's like a different form of douche. David Vincent gracefully exits Morbid Angel. We think. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> David Vincent's leaving Morbid Angel? This is as heartbreaking as when LeBron left Cleveland. I'm just so disappointed. Well, let me just tell you, David Vincent, coming from his mouth, said, I had good communication with Trey yesterday, and we agreed that there are incompatibilities with regards <laughs> to us working together. Trey and I have accomplished yeah, things together over the past 30 years. Trey was like, you have to get, have to get rid of that fucking cowboy head, Mr. Vincent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think you'd call him Mr. Vincent. Out of respect for the legacy of these accomplishments, I encourage Morbid Angel fans to not take sides because I am not. I look forward to sharing my new endeavors with all of you. I already had a side, future. though. I was on the Until side that then, this fan sucks. Stay morbid. Signed, uh, David Vincent. Oh, he's know. probably just going to team up with his wife again. And he she's going to slap a tutu on him. That's great. I don't really care for his guyliner, but no, <laughs> he's not sexy. He's also. A- Do you like that? You don't like that, Miss um, Nikki Six look? Oh, he's got my. he's got rocking there. Like I, that's why I always thought. Like, they're probably even buddies. I can see them <laughs> hanging out. Like he's like, cool. he's like wearing that like leather clothing like, too. Kind of. Like, they're so cool. They need to get like give it up. I mean, yeah. It was cracking me up because I was listening to a Morbid Angel interview. Well, that thing that came with the, I think, Blessed or the Sick DVD where it had a documentary about it. It's like Tales of the Sick or something. Okay. And like he's in there and he's talking. And I'm, all along, I'm just thinking of David Vincent with a, cow- a shiny cowboy hat and like that, what do they call that? Little strip of a... A soul uh, patch. A soul- <laughs> he's rocking a soul patch. He's a, a soul Jabroni. patch. Yeah, I'm just thinking David Vincent. Well, he had it at the time, and he's wearing, but he's like really serious about his tales. Like he's like, I was really like into Satanism stuff at the time, and all the time I'm thinking about kill a cop, kill a cop, and Dave Vincent in a shiny cowboy hat, and so I couldn't take the serious. I was just laughing at the story because like he's in this 
you know, he's got candles and red, and then it, like he's got sunglasses on him. Those like really dark to try and like set this mood. I was like, this guy's just a jackass. Why <laughs> I can't watch this anymore? I'm Who cares? People even care. I'm surprised too. After that last shitty ass album, that was awful. That was like the Morbid Angels coming back with the classic lineup, and then you got that turd. Like that was the biggest fucking scam ever. They intended to do that because everyone was all eyes on them for this big reunion. You know, the death metal gods return with this shitty gothic album and then you know what kind of tagline would that be that gonna give everyone's attention and then for their next out they, they got a guaranteed two album sale out of that because everyone's gonna be focused on what are they gonna follow up to that you know what i mean and that's gonna be the album as i even said it before on hellcast that's gonna put them on the map because they're gonna be like it's gonna be back to our roots and they're gonna do that that's why they got fucking Steve Tucker, probably, because they're going, hey, Mr. Vincent over here wants to make this gothic record, but he's not following the business scam, you know what I mean? Because he's all, Mr. I gotta do what I wanna do. He's like, well, he's probably into this goth music. Someone had to be into it to write a shitty-ass goth record. So who's going like, darn, David Vincent's out of the band. I want everyone, I would want everyone out of the band before I would trust fucking Morbid Angel again, but I figured it out. It's just a business scam. You know what I mean? Because now everyone's going to want to know what they're going to do next. They're going to do one of those shitty-ass albums? No, they're going to put a full-on death metal album. Guaranteed, and everyone's going to love it. Here's that 50-disc Metallica live record you've always wanted. (laughs) 50? Holy shit. It's called 25 Nights Down Under. It goes for the price of $395. Only? Or $7.90 per CD. Shows 2010 through 2013. What? 50 discs of that era? Yes. Holy shit. No, thank you. It's all live shows. Wow. And that's the metal news. Well, since we're doing a more live radio approach with this Hellcast, I have the ability now to have people call in, and I figure why not open up the lines for some people to make some requests. So turning to that line, here is the first ever call-in request for Hellcast. Who am I talking to? Hey, Reapers, Chris, how you doing? Chris! Now, who would have thunk that Chris would be the first person to call in the Hellcast? How you doing, Chris? Oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty good. Just been uh, kind of working on some music and stuff and listening to the show. It's really cool that you, uh, you could have people calling in. Yeah, man. It's hopefully going to be something that we can maybe do more of. But, uh, well, it's always a pleasure to hear from you. And we could always chat for much longer, but obviously we have uh, some material to get through. Right. You know, that's, that's cool. I, I, I get it. So what uh, can I play for you, man? Well, I was uh, hoping if you could open up some vaults or some classics, uh I was really hoping to hear the doors uh, which light my fire. I would love to play that for you, man, but you know how it goes. You know, we kind of stick with the more underground of things. So, you know, and that's kind of a classic rock song, Chris. You could just turn on the radio or I figured you'd have that in your collection. No, man? <laughs> well, you know, I just kind of was in the mood. Well, I'm, yeah, I understand, but uh, no, I mean, but maybe, Chris, you could give us a, a six feet under version of it. Uh, I haven't really practiced today, but... Uh, <laughs> We try it down. <laughs> there it is, folks. Graveyard classics in the making, right over on the phone, and you heard it here, like many of the other uh, 
releases that uh, six feet are seemingly failing to do. Chris, what, what's what's going on? While well, I got you on the phone, you know what what's going on with that? You know, it's just since there's there's a lot of different owners for some of the songs, and it's just been a it's been a battle which we are hoping to overcome finally this year, so we can just uh, bring some good Christmas spirit. But you know. It would have been kind of cool to bring some Christmas spirit and do some Christmas into July as they would, but uh, yeah, it's, we're still working on it. Chris, I got to take another caller, but it was a pleasure hearing from you, and thank you for the update. All right, so going to the second caller for Hellcast to be the first person to make a request here on Hellcast. Who am I talking to? This is Tomas. Hey, Tomas, what can I do for you? I. Uh, got a list of stuff I'd like you to play. Alright, man. Well, we can only play one song, so uh, why don't you pick the number one choice off of that list? It's uh, In Question. In Question. Alright. Huh. Well, uh, nothing's really coming up here. Uh, it's two words, right? Uh, it's spelled I-N-Q-U- I-S-T-I-O-N. Oh, Inquisition. Uh, in question. I, I'm sorry, my friend, but your your English is kind of in question here. Uh, but uh, all right. Well, now that we figured that out, um, what were you? What did you want to hear from uh, Inquisition? You there? Hey, Tomas. Oh, all right. Well, um, I guess. We'll go to call number three, and three times a charm will finally be the first person to make a request here on Hellcast. So who am I talking to? Oh, hey, uh, Reaper, this is Yorg, man. Yorg, well, it's nice to hear from you. Yorg, what can I do for you? Yeah, I was uh, wanting to hear something from uh, the band uh, Skeletal. Skeletal? Oh, Skeletal, the uh, French band. Yeah, 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 they're like uh, the only good band from France right now, man. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, uh, we'll take your word for it, I guess. Uh, well, cool. I can do that. I got Skeletal with Putrefaction. Oh. 
Well, it has been a while since there have been any submissions played on the show, and I figure, hey, this is a good opportunity to dig into some of those. So the first up we have is a band called Adore, a one-woman black metal project originally from New Orleans but now residing in Dallas, Texas. Okay, well, that is pretty vague in detail and gives me pretty much nothing that I needed to know, but let's go ahead and check it out. Here is a door with all the deceivers. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. Well, if there was definitely, a, if there was a traffic report on the show, there would definitely be a fucking train wreck in between New Orleans and Dallas, Texas, because this is fucking awful. I don't think she really needed to point out the fact that it's a, a one person, because I wouldn't jam with this person either. Oh my god. What's going on? Man. So venturing more into the adore facts, because I, I definitely don't adore their music, but I'm starting to adore this freaking uh, description. I'm writing to submit my two albums as submissions to your show. I am a one-woman black metal project, as we already found out. Symphonic DSBM raw black metal. So essentially the same shit repeated in different forms. Originally from New Orleans, but now reside in Dallas, Texas. All right. Both of my releases are distributed by Redstream. Exciting. Here are some tracks from each album. <laughs> we needed more. And also... Here are the Bandcamp links where you can stream both albums. I would rather not. I have attached reviews and interviews I've done so far. Karen Crisis has uh, supported this project. Oh, wow. What a nice kinship of two horrendous female artists, artists reaching out to one another. Well, I can't really take much more of this adore. This is an absolute train wreck. But uh, if you'd like to hear more adore... I'm sure you can find some links. I see. See, people t send too much shit. I don't, I don't even know. Like adore.com or adore one woman black metal project.com would have been sufficient and, you know, a lot, a lot more clear to direct potential interest, if any, in that awful project. But no, they send a fucking a shit ton of stuff. So for bands that are wanting to submit stuff, just follow the simple guidelines of send an MP3. And a link to your band. That way, when it's pl it's a small file that can be easily loaded and archived for the potential future play. And then you have a link that it could be linked on the Hellcast playlist for people that are interested. But when you send a shit ton of freaking links, I, I don't know which one's the best one. So next up is the band The Demon Rum. Oh, with the song Ghost. 
We uh, are very excited to send you this very first song by the metal band, The Demon Rum. I'm just repeating their stuff. They put it all in caps so it initiates excitement in the email. The name of the song is Ghost. It is an MP3. It is an MP3 form. Hey, you can find them on Facebook. Oh, great. They've just signed with Diminished Pitch Entertainment and have clearance to play their music. Oh, isn't that special? We are excited. Didn't I like how this was like we and then it turned the they just signed like what what person form or is this being presented from? We are excited to tell you the to tell the world they are now signed with Diminished Pitch Entertainment. I, I, apparently so. We just found that out. Any all questions, feel free to let us know and we will find your answers. Am I writing to the band or am I writing to another party? This band is brand new and has great talent with many years of experience. There they go again. From the lead singer, Zach, who has been the lead singer of a few notable bands, 12 after for one, because that's pretty notable. He is the lyric writer and helps with the music, too. This is, cla- this is great. I love reading these kind of bios. Dungeon is the lead guitarist. All right. And is one of the music writers and has been playing since he was very young. Oh, wow. That's a, like such notes that we really need to know. He's played in Passion at Gunpoint. Envy, E.N.V.Y, and 12 After, just to name a few bands. Just leave it there, bro. He's one of the best guitar talents on the East Coast. Oh, my. On Heffy, the other guitarist, was also an Envy with Axe and also played in Divine Atrocity. I bet it was. And has been playing since school age. Like, why is this mentioned? Who, who fucking needs to know this shit? Who cares? He brings many years of experience, too. Great. Keith Holcomb is the bass player, and the latest band he played in was Penny. He has been playing bass for quite a while now, and his experience is also plus for a band. This reminds me of like a little kid like introducing his new friend from like garden to his mom. Like, this is Joey, and he also plays in sandboxes too. And last but not least is Mel Torres. He is their drummer. Like, there they go with this fucking third-person bullshit. He is their drummer extraordinaire and brings many years of playing and performing on drums into the band. He has played in so many bands, he would need his own biography page. They should add that to the fucking bio. And he studied at the the Collective School of Music, New York City. He has been and continues to be one of the highly sought drummers, at least on the East Coast, but not limited to just this area. Needless to say, this is an accumulation of talent that will bring the world great music played with great fervor. Each song will be an excellent performance. Please direct all questions to us at Diminished Pitch Entertainment. Thank you very much for your time. Sincerely, John Jeff Branberry, owner. So, wow, I, like, I didn't know who was writing that at first. It seemed like it was from the band, but then it seemed like it was a different party. So ultimately, I guess it was a different party. Uh, 
bring us great talent and great music because they're just a bunch of great talents that have been playing for such a long time. I, for one, am very excited to find out what the Demon Rum has to bring to us with their hit track, Ghost. You heard it here on Hellcast. Oh, yeah. The Monster Whale. Oh! Oh, my. <laughs> oh, the talent. Who's that again? Oh, that's Zach. From 12 after for one. Oh, man, the talent. Man, it's just hitting me in the face. It really sounds like envy. Oh my! Oh my god! I would be really excited about this too! <laughs> oh god, Mel Torres is really tearing that up! The drummer extraordinaire! <laughs> oh! Of course, the talent wouldn't be complete without the uh, breakdown. Oh my god. Well, I'm gonna have to turn that talent off. I, I, I love it when these bands, they really have to point out the talent. The, the fucking talent. And then, like, you listen to it, and not only is it just shitty music like that was, but then it's just, like, shitty music that's just overly generic. That you don't hear anything talented. And I love, especially love it when they point out how talented the drummer is, but then there's obvious trigger drums that they sampled and resampled time and time again to where it's just kind of like, well, if he was that fucking good, then why did he have to trigger his shit? And furthermore, like, imagine that there'd be some sort of originality then by the band, not this typical bullshit that's fucking awful. No thank you. What the fuck was that even called? The Demon Rum. Well, I'm going to have to pass on that rum. All right. See if uh, three is going to be the um, number on this one. Here's Antioch. Antioch. Whatever the fuck they're called. Just look at the playlist. Here's of the Sky. This better be good. Entertaining biographies. You know, I, I'm going to make the stipulations a little bit different. If you're going to be sending in stuff, please always include the biographies. I, I, I really love reading those biographies just full of information that is totally useless. Vocals, but hey, we can let it play. It's an actual metal band.
666 Radio Hell, and this has been the live version of Hellcast. The only show on the radio probably saying, you know what's kind of fucking bothering me? Is the fact that there's this continuation of the Doom movement that has been pretty much going on for a few years now, and I'm sure anyone that's been paying attention to new bands coming out is very well aware of it, and I know Hellcast fans have been. I don't exactly think it's a bad movement. I actually find some of it to be pretty good. But one of the things that kind of gets me is that Doom seems to represent a bigger genre, or a big... A bigger scheme of things because it doesn't always just tie into doom metal and what you would pretty much think by that i don't know candle mass or trouble to be on a bigger side of things but it more it boils down to be also incorporating like occult psychedelic rock and that's kind of annoying because it's like well what the fuck are you supposed to expect and but the real thing that's particularly annoying is the fact that there are a lot of doom bands now that are coming out that have female vocalists as i even said on the show before i'm very annoyed by the fact of how it's like overly pointed out that hey we got a female vocalist or just a female member period because it's just like who the fuck cares what does it matter if you're not a poser you're gonna give it the time of day because it just interests you for the sake of the music period i mean if you're one of those people that's like i like it because the girl's hot or someone looks this certain way i mean that's pretty much a fucking poser if you kind of think about it and that just kind of annoys me because the other day i've i heard uh these newer bands, uh, The Oath and uh, Lucifer, and they're pretty good. I, I like them. I picked up the albums. Uh, the Oath and Lucifer have the same singer. I guess basically The, the Oath was a project. Uh, they had a female guitar player and then a female vocalist and forgot their names. The one girl played guitar in Sling Blade, and while the other, I don't know what else she did before that, if anything, uh, that sang. And then, you know, The Oath stopped and they uh, then Lucifer became and has, uh, I forget his name, from uh, Cathedral playing guitar. And uh, slightly different between the two, but uh, essentially kind of the same band. And again, though, like the description of them throws in stoner. And it's just kind of like if you go to Metal Archives, it'll say stoner slash doom. And granted, that could be a guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about applying the uh, genre label in Metal Archives. And while it is sometimes hard to pinpoint genre, especially in metal... I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious when there's not, like, stoner stuff because the band's clearly singing about all the occult things, which doesn't really make things all that much better because that occult thing, especially with the female vocalists, is being so overdone. And it's like going hand-in-hand with this hippie thing because, or this modern-day hippie thing, the hipster movement, as it would be, because, I mean, what you think about the hippie era, and it's, you know, there was a lot of occult stuff and a lot of female vocalists. They're really essentially not doing anything too much different, but bringing it back. It's just kind of annoying because it's like, just because you're playing music that delved a little bit into obscurity to the masses, at least, you're not really doing anything new. You're just reviving it. And... You know, still not taken away with it because I still do like some of it, but it's just kind of getting a bit stale 
Because everyone's got the same approach, especially with the female fronted bands. It's always a girl wearing like a, a capish kind of outfit that's maybe could be, you know, psychedelic looking, so tie dye colors. And if it's not that, they're still going to have like the capish kind of outfit on and then doing all these, you know, hand gestures for their live show. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just try something different, like think outside the box. And then everyone always puts in their description, Black Sabbath, amongst others. But you always hear Sabbath. And it's like, dude, come on, man. I Like, if that is your description, at this point, don't list it because it's just exhausting. I didn't want to hear that name mentioned. I love Sabbath, but I don't need to fucking hear about being influenced by it because essentially one way, shape, or form, it's kind of like when someone tells you, oh, you like heavy metal? Well, that's from rock and roll. And you know where rock and roll came from? It came from the blues. It's like it's it's got that story of origin to it. So everything, everyone's essentially going to like Black Sabbath. And if everyone doesn't like them, you're going to more so meet the people that do than the guy that doesn't. So why don't you just take away that influence? Because in a lot of cases, it's giving a a false perception of what this band's going to sound like. Because I never really thought of Black Sabbath to even be a doom metal band until this doom movement came out and said that they were a doom metal band. I mean, if essentially, if they're the creators of metal, as people would argue, then wouldn't they just be a metal band? And then anyone that sounds like them that would be under the moniker of doom would essentially be heavy metal and flip that all around and keep your head around it. But nonetheless... It's fucking annoying because everyone's using that goddamn label. And we've got that fucking label. Think outside the box. Like, I'm just sick of hearing about this because you don't sound like Sabbath. Some of them do, but that's the problem too. Everyone's trying to sound like that then. Because if you're not falsely using that label, then you're accurately using that label. To which, like, dude, that's the best you can come up with is Black Sabbath. The most obvious of choices. Like, goddamn. Back to this female thing. That kind of cracks me up. Metal fans are the biggest to really talk about how talented a band is and using that as a reason of why a band would suck if they deem them shitty. As well, well, they're not talented. Hell, I'm guilty of it too. But then they'll sit there and for a female band, be like, oh, well, she's hot. It's like, well, what happened to the talent part? Like, are you just like it because you're listening to music, listening, not even looking at the person, and that's what appeals to you? Well, what happened to the talent card? It seems very uh, hypocritical now, doesn't it? Like I said, it's it's a fucking opposer thing. Like, I was listening to that band, uh, Lucifer. I was checking it out on YouTube, and the first comment you see, singer's hot and has a great voice. What does that matter? But I, I almost think the band's kind of pushing it too because then the oath... If you look at their album cover, it's just got the two girls in the band on the cover. And it's like, well, there's more people in the band, or at least on the recording. Like, I mean, I get where you would, if they're session members, why you would only put the two. But it's just like, it's pretty obvious that they just used, that you pushed it for a gimmicky thing. Because it's obviously going to get the attention of lame, horny metal people that can't get laid to fucking buy this record now so they can... I presumably just stare at the cover the whole fucking time while listening to music and it's like 
Who has that time? Who, who? That's the other thing. Is like even if you care, like who has that time to like sit there and stare at records in your adulthood? I mean, I remember being a kid and sitting there and you know studying the lyrics and thanks lists when you got a new album front to back while you listen to the album. And maybe it's me being bitter because I don't have the time to do that. And I would love to be that guy that kind of does. But I don't, and, I, and a lot of people don't. And if they do, they, they shouldn't because they're not getting anything else done and they're wondering why they're not getting shit done. It's because you're fucking staring at the goddamn cover of two chicks the whole fucking time. That's why. Like, put the, just listen to the fucking music. Study the lyrics or something. Like, you're never going to get the girl, so what the fuck does it even matter? Like, it's just, it's fucking annoying. And the, the, the stupid-ass outfits, the, the whole 70s things. I, I, I honestly just, I fucking hate this hipster movement. The more, I, it used to not really bother me, but the more and more because like it just it makes me feel car sick like when you just all this hipster shit because like you know granted there's a lot of great things from the 70s you know movies i love a lot of 70s movies and hell i even go older than that but it's just it seems to be pretentious like it's just oh we got to point out the fact that we did this old and you like they'll even like bands will even point out like well we use this vintage guitar stuff and it's like Dude, just just fucking use it and shut up about it. Because of course you're gonna have to use that to get a an old sound. But you can use you new to get old. Like it's just I don't know. It's very it's just fucking annoying because it's pretentious and it's been going on since the that at least for in my attention it's been going on when the thrash came you know revived in 2005 or six whenever the hell that was when everyone was saying how well we used analog to record this and it's like it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like who cares? You know, it still doesn't sound good. It sounds like shit. You didn't know what the fuck you were doing. So don't disguise the fact that you have a shitty sound record by saying, well, it sounds good because we used analog. And the same thing now. Like, well, we used an old Tony Iommi signature guitar with this old microphone to give it that 70s edge. Like, great. I'm really fucking happy for you. Like, if, if it's honestly, if you're trying to sound exactly like the 70s, well, then why the fuck would I listen to your band then? I'll just listen to the stuff that was really good then. Like, I don't know, put a touch of unique and you on it. Like, I've said that time and time again on Hellcast, and I'll say it again. Like, you know, everyone's like, they'll just take that direction and then just try to copycat it. It's like, well, take it and be influenced by it. Like, even if you're going to be the the woman in the freaking cape-like tie-dye outfit, Come up with some sort of different theme the, than the occult thing. Like it just—it it just seems like it's getting fucking just—it's just getting annoying at this point. Like I tried to give that band a Sabbath assembly, which is not even metal. And again, that's kind of like you know how does that get into the spectrum of metal? Like metal labels putting it out. Uh, like Ashna Records was putting it, put that stuff out, and once well, got the girl from uh, Jack Stoth and singing in it, and. Then, it's like I tried so many times to try to get into it, but I, I just can't because like it just makes me feel fucking car sick because it's it is like really trying to be old sounding and that's cool. Like I'm not saying don't try to sound old, but it's almost like like I said pretentious. By by three o'clock in the afternoon, especially if you're at work, you know, you, I, I for one sweat my ass off in the summertime in a cubicle. I don't want to put that on. Because then that's just going to make me feel even worse. Because it's going to give me that good old-fashioned car sickness feeling. Might as well have fucking Dorito lips and 
just want to be vomiting while you're listening to it. So it's just and, – and then obviously the flip side thing someone could throw at me would be, like, well, if it was modern Sound and Reaper, you would hate it too, which I would. I'd be pretty annoyed by that, and I am annoyed by that because it's like you only get two flips of the coin. It's like, you know, you got heads or tails. It's never fucking, you know, the, the, the broad side of the goddamn coin. Balance it out. Like it's a day and age where a lot of people say, well, originality is impossible to do, and I kind of agree with that. But I think that originality could be in the – the production of things like try the sound of it you know that's ultimately where you're going to be the same original like the formula or the equation if you will which would be the music are going to be the same thing don't try anything different from that but try a different production value different sounds instead of the 70s thing and all that or instead of something too modern but no one's thinking outside the box or in between the box and trying all these different things i mean some people are and it's cool when they do maybe it's just one of my rants or maybe it's a valid point. This has been the live radio Hellcast. I am Reaper. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, remember, take a video of yourself asking a question, bringing up a topic, and email it to hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Or you can write something. Or you can post it on Facebook. Whatever your heart desires. Closing the show, we're going to hear a track from Blasphemic Cruelty from their latest release available on Hell's Headbangers, Crucible of the Infernum. We're going to hear the track Icons of Revolt. And speaking of doom and female singers, this is actually a band, though, that was either thinking outside the box or just happenstance, didn't do something that was fucking the obvious choice to do. Uh, And that's Reino Ermitano. I don't know. They're from Peru, and it's obviously Spanish, and I can't fucking speak it. So just look at the Hellcast playlist. You'll find out. You'll know what band I'm talking about. It's the last band on there. We'll take a listen to that. It seemed... From the, from the brief introduction that I had, it seems like something a little bit different. If, if not, at least it was in Spanish, and that was different enough. And that's all I'm saying, you know? Just that slight of an element. Different language. I'm Reaper, and I gotta make a phone call. Thank you for calling. Now, the number one couple story, the Weed Vibe 4 Plus. This is Katie. How can I help you? Yes. I must confess, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to be calling, and, you know, I just... But, um... Do you guys have the Goblin Cock in stock? Um, no, we don't. You didn't even look it up, though. Well, I mean, we know most of everything that's in stock here, and I've never even heard of that. I've, I've seen, like, advertisements and stuff. Like, am I, did I see something, like, that's a, um, a limited item? Our or? Website, I'm sorry? Did you see it on our Adult Mart website? Well, no, I, I saw it in an adult magazine that you guys carry. Items that are in the magazine, we don't always carry in store. But why would they be in the magazine if you don't have them? Well, the magazines go nationwide, and some are overseas, too, so other companies do carry them, or you can order them from a company through the magazine. What, is there, like, a, a place in Germany that would carry the Goblin Cock, then, or...? Um, I mean, honestly, you can check Google, or, look, you know, if you still have the magazine, see where the ad said if they have a website. But, yeah, I mean, you can probably be able to find it, and it probably is an overseas um, product, depending on uh, what magazine did you get. The thing of it is, though, I mean, if I ordered online, like, do you think that's like coming from Germany? I mean, I, I've I, I'm kind of new to this online thing, but like, would they inspect that and see that I'm ordering a goblin cock? You know, I, I just it's it's just kind of I, I I feel a little bit uh, just exposed to a mailman that's going to be seeing that I'm buying a goblin cock. You know what I mean? Let me put you on hold for one second and see if my uh, my manager knows where to get one, okay? Yes, thank you. We'll see what you. we can do for you. Thank you very much.
Hello, this is Jasmine speaking. How may I help you? Oh, hi, Jasmine. So, like I said, I, I and, and I can't even believe it's going on this long, but I'm looking to get the goblin cock, and I, I saw it in one of the magazines, the, the advertisement, and I, jeez, oh, I forgot her name, but uh, she said that you guys didn't have it in the store and that I would probably be better off ordering it online. I'm not opposed to the online stuff, but she said, like, a place in a Germany or something would have it. I just, I don't feel right. Like, if they're going to put the goblin cock, like, coming to my home, I don't know. It, it, it just feels kind of like, you know, intruding. We do not carry that one. And especially if it was in a magazine, we definitely don't advertise in the magazines. So you could try our website. Um, okay. Your best look might be checking out the Fleshlight product. Oh. If you're curious to see what we carry here, we can show you if you come in the store. But we don't have any of the um, fetish ones or anything like special interest like that. Oh, wait. I see it right here uh, at the at the Ass Flavor condoms. Do you have those in stock? Yes. And if you would like to come into the store, we can show you what we have. Okay. Should I ask right. Jasmine? You should just come in because I don't know when I'll be here. <laughs> Are they going to be able to find it? Because it seems to be like this specialty stuff is just hard to come by. You know what I mean? I so whatever we have will be here regardless, and everyone who works here knows what's here. So, yeah, if you come in, we'd be more than happy to help you out, okay? So you know that you have the ass flavor condoms that are on the website then? We do not have those. But like I said, if you come in, we'll show you what we have, okay, honey? Well, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't sound like it's saving me much a trip if I got to come in down there. Well, I'm not sure exactly a lot of the products you're looking for we don't have. We don't seem to carry. So, like I said, well, then why would they be advertised if you don't have them? I, I don't know. Well, I'm, 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 sweetheart, I'm, I'm confused. We're not the only store, adult store. So, then why would you have this magazine that's advertising products that you don't have? I mean, I just asked about two of them: goblin okay. cock and ass flavor condoms. And you, you, I mean, what kind of cover, customer service is this? Well, we have. What's available in the store? If you'd like to check our website, that's how you but find I, out. What I we don't have. know what's available in the store. Why would you have a phone number if you can't tell me what's available, sweetheart? This is this is going nowhere. I mean, why would you well, have a phone you're number? For, we don't have, honey. So I'm sorry that we don't have what you're looking for. Oh but gosh. if you come in the store, we'd be more than happy to show you what we do have. That's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? Well, I, I want to kind of be discreet, though. I mean, and it's as discreet as it can get. Because you can come see what we have and ring it out, and you can go along your way. So, um, you have a great night, and when you come in, we'd be more than happy to help you out. Okay. I, I guess so. I, I thank you. Bye.